Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. Was complaining part of your vocabulary? You know, that's a good point. I guess like, I think typically in my family, we complain, but we don't think we're complaining. Right. It's part my of mother will be like, I'm so tired. I can't get anything done. And I catch myself doing that. And like, bitch, yeah, you, you chose your life. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, God, I'm noticing like all these wrinkles. This is like, that's all right. This is uh, life. I was thinking, I no, that's okay. Do you see how I get like veiny uh, when I get excited? <laughs> so to me, I look at you and then you're glowing. So, oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. That has made my day. <laughs> so I think that I, when I tend to come, when I, what back then, it probably, right. I probably was complaining at times, especially, you know, but at the same moment I was like, yeah, but the gratitude of going into all those different jobs that I will really love to do. I love to, I love using the arts to help people. The bartending was it got to a point where it was too much and I, and I left because I wait for this one. I got into a program to get a principal certification and I did it and I got my principal cert and cause I was going to go that route. Cause I was like, I want to make more money. I want to make six figures, you know? And I was, I was still always like, but I'm going to always act. But I was like, how do you do both Michelle yeah. at the same time effectively? So I did, I, I got the principal cert. I was, I was at the time debating, getting, getting something that would make more money so I could buy a house. Um, so I got, instead of getting a second master's in mental health, I was, I was going to get a second master's so I could be a therapist and use the arts, you know, basically be a drama therapist, but have the LLC to practice in general. Uh, it's, it's called LLP or whatever it's called, something like that. But I went the principal route. I got the principal cert. And then like shortly after that year, I was like, you know, I think I'm just going to go back to performing full time. But if it, it, there's a reason for that, there's, that's where my heart lies. So I was, uh, I just, you know, I want, I always want to do the most with my craft. And I feel like as an actor, as a writer, you teaching is already in that, right? You're playing a role. You're, you're teaching through your craft. So I feel like I was always just trying to find ways to, uh, monetize and expand and grow and, and, uh, you know, provide for, in all all facets, my financially, emotionally, uh, and also help everyone. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going off to the, from the question, but. Well, you're answering the question your way, so it's all good. Okay. <laughs> I'm just following you. <laughs> so w when you're inside that space though, like mentally, how do you navigate that? Like, f I mean, first of all, nine jobs, like seriously. And then on top of that, you're dealing with all this emotional roller, like it's a roller coaster. I don't know what how else to name it. Like, what, what were you doing to service your, your mind? I could see how your body was being taken care of. <laughs> well, I think I that, yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, that's it. That's all. It I was taking, here's, and I'm going to be honest. I think that it was, it I've always been a physical person. So like I always work, I always run, right. I, I, it's, I don't go to a gym because that's a, that's something that's not in my budget. 
at the time. And I would take dance class in the city whenever I could, because that's how I, how I used to train back in like musical theater days in, in my twenties. But, um, phys- the physical exertion for me helped me process, helped me not stress out. I come from a very high strung family, not in a negative way. We're just very high strung. We're, we're wound real tight, real tight. We're worriers. We're anxious. So the divorce in the first, especially in the first six months taught me, I have to take it day by day. I used to never be able to do that. I hated that expression. I hated having to sit on things and not know what's going to happen. And finally, I started accepting it and being able to feel gratitude, start to feel how to feel gratitude day by day. Does that make sense? Like, even today, I still struggle. Like, during the pandemic, I just was like, great, now I have to fucking relearn everything I just got better at in the last six months, in the last six years, because or five years at the time, because now I, how am I going to work? How am I going to do this? But it, it all, man, it all does work out. Like I say, look, remember back when I was getting divorced and I wasn't sure what was going to happen uh, with my house? Would I, was I going to have to file for bankruptcy? All that stuff in the first six months was happening. I was like, what the fuck? And I just kept thinking, if you take it day by day, that's all I ca- that's all I can do. Running, dancing, writing, laughing, storytelling with my family, as crazy as it was, that is what helped. And that physica- the physicality, even though I was working out or running or whatever, I started, well, I dated the wrong men that put me in like, I would drink more wine than I really wanted to. Like I dated a cop who drank so heavily and I was drinking more because I was around him, you know, and not badly like drinking, not heavy, heavy drinking, but like he was drinking heavy, but like, I wouldn't be upset. And I would like, I remember him canceling on me right before the date. And he did cancel a lot. I do a lot of bits about him, but he canceled a lot. This was the first time he canceled on me. And my stomach was so like in knots, like, is he with someone else? Cause this was the first man after my actual divorce was official that I really felt like I was falling for. Right. And I mean, I feel like I'm falling for everybody who's like Latin and big and like, you know, rougher, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's my, but like this guy, I thought like, this was the one my friends had set me up with him. They said he was a loyal guy. Like, meanwhile, I find out that they have set him up with like every single one of their single friends. I was like, thanks guys. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, so he, And the thing was like, he just, that was his thing. That was his, like, he just canceled. And he's like, I have to drive my mom to Philly. I was like, what the fuck? 10 minutes before I had just gotten dressed. I shaved my legs. Like I was ready. And I, my heart, my heart like stopped because my mom was like ready to watch my daughter. I had explained to her, I drank a whole bottle of wine. That reminds me, that made me feel like I'm not taking care of myself. And that continued not every night drinking a whole bottle, but throughout the next couple of years, I always dated men that made me feel like I'm going to have a glass of wine to relax because I'm so stressed out about dating them. And I mean, I dated a guy years later. I mean, God, if I, I wish that was the worst, like there was another guy who was married and like, I stayed in this affair with him for a year and a half and it was horrible. And it, I was ashamed of it. And I was like hiding it from everybody. Why and did you stay for a year and a half? Because I'm an idiot. That's why. And I no, believe why him. though, but what is it that keeps you in that? So, uh, 
I was so in love with this guy. He's such a sociopath, but I was so in love with him. And it was the best intimacy we I've ever had. And when at you the say time, intimacy, like, a, like the connection, like you yes, felt like you were seeing. Not, it wasn't like, just were about like, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying like, I, I'm trying to be clear because I, I find that intriguing. Like, did you feel seen? Like, did you feel heard? Did you feel like somebody got you and that's why you stayed? Because that's like a drug. Yeah, I think that it, there was definitely like, I felt like he saw me as like the person that reawoke him, right? right? Or awoke him. And like, I felt a connection. I felt like it was the first person I was truly in love with at the time. Our sex, our friendship, it was like nothing I've ever had before. Right. Yes, people say, well, well, affairs are hot and spicy. And yes, there was that. But there was a... Yeah, there was an intimacy there that like I never had with anybody before. And I he was the first person I wasn't uneasy to sleep with, as fucked up as that sounds. Like I was uneasy to I, not uneasy, but like I felt like every time I would go to have sex with guys, like, uh, what's gonna happen? What's gonna go wrong? You know, like there's always like the first awkward time, or like, oh god. Like I, I slept with a cop, another cop that I was dating, who like the, it was such a buildup for a year, and like he couldn't use a condom either. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like it was such a disappointment. And so every single and that's this was right before um this was right before uh coach, I'll call him. Um <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I was right before him. And like when we did everything together, everything was just fine. I mean, I just felt natural. Yeah. yeah. It was very, very, it was, I believed his, his whole point that him and his wife living separate lives that, you know, they're just staying together for the kids. They sleep in separate rooms. Cause it went on for months of him trying to convince me. Yeah. And, you know, we were friends on social. So I could see that he would still say he's married to her, but there was no poet, like stuff like that. And then it, the relationship got so toxic. You know, I blocked him from a lot of things. He blocked me like, cause we got into like intense back and forth. I, it, it went on for too long. And then his wife called me and told me the truth. And the truth was that he's just a big liar. Uh, he's done it before too. I knew that, which, you know, shame on me. Uh, shame on me for ever even going that route, for even just being close friends with him. But I, I you know, we worked together. I was another work together guy. Yeah. So. I wouldn't uh, shame on you though. What? That I wouldn't shame on you. I think there was just something that you were learning, you know? I look at you yeah. now and I hear you now and it's like the woman that you are now would probably never be here if you hadn't experienced something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I went, I, so I see a medium. I don't want to see a we can compare notes, man. The okay, first good, six months, I, here's, the, here's my here's my checklist for the first six months. You got to get a support group, a therapist, a medium, so that you can predict what's happening after yes! the first six months. Yes, and then you got to start something, whether it's a podcast or um, or a dance company or a theater company. You have to do something. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable, so I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.